dinner. Ah! Do you feel a tinge of anxiety when you ring the proverbial dinner bell? I used to. I felt like getting them to the table was so challenging, and then once they were there, they wouldn't sit for more than two minutes. We would argue about the number of bites taken and other nonsense like that. No more. In this episode, we're going through some mealtime rules that I had to sit down and outline with my husband just to stop the madness, and I'm going to teach you to do the same thing. These guidelines have ultimately helped our family be calmer, as well as mentally and physically healthier. Let's dive into today's content. Hey mama, welcome to the Excellent Kids podcast. Do you want your baby to actually have baby soft skin? Are you literally up all night caring for your itchy, miserable kid? Are you hoping to give your child a life free of disruptive skin symptoms without pharmaceuticals? Hi, I'm Andra. I was also a mom of a toddler and a baby struggling with severe eczema. I too felt helpless because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of my children's eczema and wished I could take the misery out of their bodies. Every day I questioned, is what I'm doing actually making a difference? I wondered, would I ever be able to go to the pool with my kids, take family photos, or eat outside the home without an eczema flare? Through diet and natural time-honored solutions, combined with endless hours of research and experimenting, I eliminated eczema from our lives. When you tune into this podcast, you will find itchy kid remedies, diet and nutrition advice, and healthy kid hacks to help lessen your workload and lighten your family home. Grab your egg-free snack, and let's get on with healing our kids. Do you wish you knew how to get rid of your child's eczema? I know what it feels like to watch my baby suffer and not know what was triggering the inflammation, pain, and nonstop itching. Imagine if you had a natural solution that started with food, believe it or not, that helped your kids create simple, healthy habits that would begin to cure their eczema from the inside out. That's why I created the Eczema-Free Framework, where I'm going to teach you how to figure out and remove your kids' eczema triggers one by one. After going through the framework, which include food coaching for kids, symptom management strategies, safe environment guidance, and additional triggers assessment, you'll be able to relieve your child of eczema and itching right away. You'll be preparing anti-inflammatory meals for your kids and family in less time, no research required. You can stop turning to pharmaceuticals and medicines and creams that don't actually work. After the first call, you'll walk away with a customized, simple, seasonal meal plan that'll bring down your child's inflammation and begin to heal their digestion. I'm onboarding two new clients for the next couple weeks. If you're sitting on a pile of ineffective and expensive creams or just sitting next to your sad, itchy kid, your next step is to email me at support at eczemakids.com. Seriously, pause this and schedule your call now by emailing me at support at eczemakids.com. I'm here for you. Let's heal your little one, regain your family's normalcy, and just let your kid be a kid. I hope you all had an amazing Father's Day. We did. We showered our, my husband, the dad in their lives, with the attention and the gratitude that he, he truly deserves. And I wanted to address a really kind rating that I got from an Eczema Kids dad listener that took the time to write a really sincere comment on Apple Podcasts. So he said, this is from True Soul, I really enjoy this podcast. 
It's got some good information and tips for combating eczema. I'm definitely going to be implementing the ideas and suggestions recommended. While I like the content, I can't help but be slightly bothered by the creator's assumption that only women and moms are caring for their children and looking for info on how to heal their kids' eczema. And to True Soul and all the other dads listening out there, I just want you to know that I see you and we see you, all the women and children in your lives, we see you and you're our literal heroes. We could never face the challenge that is childhood gut eczema without you. The biggest section of my audience is female, which is why I address them more directly. But that's never to discount the effort and the dedication my husband and all the other dads out there who are going through this that you put forward every day. We are so, so thankful for you and every dish you clean, every tear you wipe, every book you read, and every single minute that you spend parenting our amazing kids. I often say parenting is a two-player sport, and I have never been under the delusion that I could possibly go through this journey or simply just even parent the most perfect kids in the world without my faithful, confident, rock-solid husband. You guys are so recognized and needed, and we are so thankful for you. But I appreciate the reminder, True Soul, and I will be better about addressing you guys as well. So thank you. All right, so on to the rules and the whys. We have these guidelines, which have helped our family be happier and healthier along the way. Mind you, this isn't perfect. I'll send you a postcard when we do get it perfect and when we implement all these guidelines without any, any confrontations or any gripes. This is what we do aim for every night. And by putting intention into it, we've sincerely changed, we've changed our lives. So number one, we eat together every night. And I don't have to explicitly say this because our kids are young and they <laughs> can't go anywhere without us. But we do put an emphasis on this, like my husband and I are both there every night and we don't schedule sports or any other extracurriculars during dinner time. Plus, the kids, they're tired. It's a long day. Even when we do nothing, I feel like it's a really long day. And the days that we do nothing is not very often. By, by five, by five o'clock my kids are pretty spent and in need of some protein and in need of some nutrients and just a good sit down so we we do that every single night plus it's fantastic family time and you guys know about the studies of kids that sit with their families every night versus the ones that don't and just how it extends the benefits extend throughout you know their academic performance and 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 touch who they are in every aspect of their lives so that's a, that's a definite priority of ours. Number two, you thank God and your chef before each dinner. When you take the time to count your blessings in whatever way that works for you, you're eating from a love and joy mindset, which literally changes the way your body processes the food. You can digest more completely and your body can utilize the nutrients at a higher capacity when you just eat in a calm and thankful place. And our kids are actually better about this than us. And they love routine. And it's also a practice in public speaking. So when they're up for it, 
they they lead the prayer if not that's fine my husband or i do it but we make this a priority every night as well and to say thank you to your chef is really important too my husband cooks he's definitely the breakfast king but he cooks a good amount of dinners as well and i know i appreciate the thank you but it, it does make sure that they keep in mind that it doesn't just like come out of thin air that people do put intention and time and energy into to feeding their little bodies so it's a good practice to be in number three you know and at least this is listed out you try everything with an open mind and this is less enforceable this is obviously not a completely enforceable statement <laughs> but i'm always going to serve each part of the meal to each one of my kids even my babies as you know as soon as they're old enough to eat solid food we do baby led weaning so they just eat the food you know it's cooked or mashed up or whatever needs to happen but they don't eat just in a processed packet while the rest of us eat something else everyone has everything and you have to try each thing and they still might complain i mean i hear from my seven-year-old <laughs> nearly every night or pretty often you know, I don't like yellow cauliflower or no things on the kitchen, and that's fine. Which leads to number four. You have to eat your serving of vegetables. I just hold the belief that there are, there's always room for vegetables. Unless they're really sick and they're not eating at all, and that's another story. That's fine. But vegetables, you know, especially cooked ones that are digestible, we give them a really small amount and you just say you are responsible for eating these five Brussels sprouts. There's no counting bites or anything like that anymore. And it's not about the clean plate club because that isn't healthy. I don't like that. And especially with girls, I don't like clean plate club rules, but I do think they need to eat their serving of vegetables. Not everything. That's not healthy. Just their vegetables. Number five, they also have to stay seated until everyone is finished eating. And this is another toughie. This is probably the toughest. One way to help this is by getting them chairs that actually fit them. For my two-year-old, she's got a stogie high chair that actually like supports the bottom of her feet and is ergonomic. And that's, that's awesome. We only have one because they're pricey. And I bought it out of the trunk of somebody else's car on a blowout sale so anyway if you can come by one in any way because they last forever try and do that and then as soon as my baby's old enough to sit in a high chair you know she'll be she'll be booted out but getting getting chairs that really do fit them the kids like sitting in this on the little table next to us sometimes especially when we eat outside they just prefer their sized things and it helps them stay seated through the meal and now that it's summer, sometimes this slips a little bit. Sometimes they finish before my husband and I, and then we're still all outside, but they're jumping on the trampoline or playing just in the backyard. And I'm okay with this. If my husband and I are still sitting and finishing eating, then we can actually talk to each other. And it's actually kind of nice. Summer days, I kind of let that one slide. Number six is to share and laugh and enjoy. The blue zones, places where there's more centenarians than anything else in these concentrated areas, 
a big reason that there are so many centenarians is that they do eat in community and they do take time to enjoy their food. Again, it just helps your body digest that you're not eating from this flight and or fight place, that you're eating from love and joy. So we, we try to bring laughter, we try to keep it light, we try to share stories. Again, sometimes people come to dinner a little moody and they're not really up for that, and that is fine. It's not something that you can force out of them, but it is something that you can lead the example for and do your best. And then number seven is to bring your dishes to the sink. Our kids are still very little, so, and we eat with glass bowls and breakable things because I don't put their meals on plastic. So we don't have them put them in the sink because they're short and they can't like lift it over and then gently place it in there. But as soon as they get a little bit older, you know, my, my oldest will be taking on more responsibility and putting those dishes in the actual dishwasher, rinsing them off, things like that. And we just do this because it's, it, they're kind and polite habits and less cleanup for after bedtime is our real goal. We, we want them to be good roommates in the future and good spouses in the future. But also my husband and I want to go to bed at a decent hour and after bedtime, and then we go to the kitchen to finish the cleanup and do meal prep for the next day. There's just already enough to do. So less is more on that one. And then when all those conditions are met, they can have a treat, which is really motivating for my kids. And when you have the seasonal eczema-free meal plan in hand, you're prepared with a treat that might not be all bad. It might have some vegetables in it, it might have some nutrients in it, or even some supplements in it in some cases. But if your kids are young enough to not be tainted by the outside world and not have the constant inundation of sugary snacks all day, every day, and all those things, then keep it that way and definitely don't introduce dessert. Just implement these guidelines without dangling the treat carrot. But if it does need to happen like it does in, in my household, and I'm hoping eventually they grow out of it by having it as a constant thing that's just always going to be there, I'm hoping that when they don't need it, they won't eat it. That's the ultimate goal there. To recap, seven rules that we go by are, we eat together every night. We thank God and the chef before eating. We try everything with an open mind. We eat our serving of vegetables. We stay seated until everyone is finished eating. We keep dinner light, we share, we enjoy and we bring our dishes to the sink. If you're ready to get your anti-inflammatory and eczema healing meal plan, just email me at support at eczemakids.com and it'll be yours. Take care, you eczema parent warriors. You're doing great. Hey friend, if today's episode helped you in any way, would you leave me a review in Apple Podcasts? Neither of us have time for social media, so this is the best way to help other parents find this podcast and heal their kids. Thanks for your contribution towards ending childhood eczema.